Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. Let's keep it real, man. What's going on for the holidays? I don't care what you celebrate. I love this holiday season. I hope you're taking time to enjoy it for yourself with friends and family. And I also hope if you are shopping, which many of you are, make it enjoyable. Make sure you're buying it because you really want to, not out of obligation. Have fun this season. Take it all in. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, now, speaking of love it, you're going to freaking love this next segment. You're going to get to see it live if you want. That's right. It is on Zoom, a special treat. And you just know how when you believe something for a long time, I don't know about you, but you thought, hmm, I don't think that's really how the mind and body works. This is really something I believed my whole life, but there's nothing to back it up. I mean, you have your life to back it up. And then science comes along and we learn so much more about the body, mind, and spirit. Well, check out my next guest and what he has to tell you. I'll give you a little spoiler. Part of it is about the magnetic mind. So have fun. Enjoy it. You know how much I really, really appreciate it when you share it, like it, rate it. It means the world to me and it really does help. Take a deep breath in, baby. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Okay, special tree. I know how much you love it. I promise I'll do it a bit more, but I actually have my next guest that you can see him. Welcome, Gunther. Hey, Sandy. How you doing? Happy to I'm be here. Wonderful. By the way, everybody, it took like five hours to get Gunther on. Okay, not five hours. I had the wrong time. I didn't have mountain time. Then he couldn't hear me, but he's here. And I was so excited about his work. Now, for all you listeners, you know I've been pumping him up. I'm a big component in what he has to say. So I know you're going to want to share it, like it, rate it. It's all the things I've been thinking, but now there's actually proof to it. Gunther, before we get into what you do, best describe your past 30 days in one word. My past 30 days in one word? Yeah, one word. Fulfilling. Fulfilling. You actually thought about it. All right. Why? Tell us more. Well, you know, in the work that I do, and this is not the only work that I do, I'm in, I'm in the venture capital space. I'm involved in lots of different businesses and medical clinics. And, you know, I, I call myself an optimal health strategist because I'm involved in just a lot of aspects of becoming, let's say, mentally fit, physically fit, you know, the whole enchilada, the body, mind, spirit thing. And so every day is different for me. And I'm involved with different people and different industries and different businesses. And that's why I say it's fulfilling because yeah. my, my highest value in life is freedom. Okay. So freedom mm. to me, the ability to choose what I just love to do every day is my passion. So whatever I'm interested in, whatever I want to investigate, whoever I want to work with, whoever I want to help, whoever I want to raise money for, you know, what, what things like that, things that deserve my attention, I get to choose where I place my attention. And so that's why it's very fulfilling to me. Wouldn't that be freaking awesome? Wouldn't that- <laughs> Sounds like you're loving life, Gunther. I am. It's good. I live here in the Southwest in Arizona, little town called Anthem, Arizona. Well, guess what the theme of this town is? Say happiness. Developed in 1999. It's called uh, Life in Abundance is the actual theme of this town that I live in. Ooh. Yeah. No coincidence, I'm sure. Nope. Manifestation and creation all the way. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. Before we came live, you said you were from Brooklyn? I grew up in Queens. Yeah. Like oh, Queens. Queens, Queens, Brooklyn border right there. So a little area called Ridgewood, Glendale, Middle Village, Forest Hills. You know, I got out of there in 1984. And notice, I say, notice I say I got out of there. Yeah, I love New York. I love New York. <laughs> I left and never looked back. I went to Colorado to ski the big mountains, went to school okay. in Boulder, Colorado. I'm an avid skier. So I, I 
after college, I actually became a professional ski bum, skied 130 days a season, worked in fine, okay. dining, fine dining restaurants to support my habit, but I had to ski deep powder. And the only way to do that was to live there. I understand. I mean, I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, but I frequent Colorado and California about twice a year. Love it. Love it. Right. Love it out there. There's just something different. You go out there and all of a sudden you're like, ah. Yeah, it's just more space out here. You yeah. know, the, the East, every time I go, and my my significant other right now is from Boston. So we go back to Boston a lot. Oh. And I go to the East Coast for extended periods of time. And I'm just, it. I just feel, I don't know, claustrophobic there. <laughs> I like to balance of both. I like to balance of both. All right. When I told people you were coming on, they have a million questions for you, but we'll get a few in. But the biggest one, the hugest one is the big thing you say, don't worry about it. You don't need fix it. Yeah. And so I give fake names. This young man will call him Billy Bob. Right. Billy Bob says, this is pretty funny. Are you sure? <laughs> I've been going to my therapist for 10 years and he still says I need more work. I was cracking up when I read that. I know. And it's just like going to a surgeon says you need surgery, right? Because that's how they make money. And that's the bottom line. You want to know the truth in medicine? You got to follow the money. All right. So Billy Bob is actually my ideal client. If he's been sitting on a therapist's, uh, you know, 10 years. for 10 years, I don't even want to add up the cost of that. But I'm here to tell Billy Bob that you are not broken and there is nothing to fix. The only thing that is going on is that in your life stream, in your lifetime, you have made certain decisions and choices about what it's like here in order to survive. That's what we do from the moment we come out of the womb where that's like a Ritz Carlton five-star experience, right? All your needs are met when you're inside. Then you get popped out into the world and all of a sudden you got to figure out how do I, what do I got to do to get my diaper changed? What do I got to do to get love and affection and acceptance Mm. and, you know, get a quiet place to sleep once in a while or whatever you're, you're immediately figuring out what it's like here and what do I have to do to get what I want? And the human condition is very simple. We are trying to avoid pain and create pleasure. That's yeah. it. You want to look at anything, good. any That's part good. of life. We're trying to avoid a painful experience. And that includes like embarrassing or, you know, whatever to the terms. It just creates pain, physical pain. Sometimes we, we seek pleasure, meaning peace, tranquility, some serenity, mm. some excitement, some amusement, some, you know, there's really only four basic emotions and they are arousal, calm, pleasant and unpleasant. You can put like See, all your experiences in that. Now my listeners know, so they're going to be way Sandy. There's two more. Cause I always go, everything's either in the love based yes. or the fear based. So agree, now we got two more subcategories. All right. I, I agree with it. that. Love and fear are two huge fields and you can definitely yeah. analyze and talk about stuff in that paradigm. That's totally, I've, I've used that myself before. And when we're talking about specifically about emotions that we yeah. would like to categorize. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Aroused, calm, pleasant, unpleasant are the four emotions. Yeah. So basically everything we want, we believe will feel good when we get it or feel better. Yeah. So, you know, and talking about to Billy Bob in the psychology space, you got to understand that until a decade or so ago, psychology was only focused its entire history was only focused on taking you from minus 12 to zero. And they had nothing for That's anyone true. else that was just quote unquote normal. How do you take a normal person and go to positive 12? The entire psychology space was focused on negative 12 to zero. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So the, the positive psychology space is very, very new. And what I was sharing with you just briefly before we got on the recording here is that it is scientifically proven now. I'm talking 200 studies that have been done, meta-analysis of 200 studies, over 275,000 people studied that happiness precedes success, where most of us walk around saying we need to be successful in order to get what we want. And in my view of the world, there's really only three buckets that human beings have, quote unquote, issues in, and that is love, money, and health. Yep. That's it. That's it, right? I always say there could be a fourth bucket. We'll call it the miscellaneous bucket. If something okay. something doesn't fit fit into love, money, and health, yeah, pretty much it. Pretty much love, it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's where we want things, we desire things, and 
traditionally we want things to be better than they are now. So I'm going to call the way it is now the current reality. And I'm going to talk, talk the way the better reality, whatever, I'm going to call that the desired reality. So we have mm. the way it is now and we have the desired reality, that which we want. And the thing that I found is most time, most often when I ask somebody, what do you want? You know what the number one answer that I get is? I don't know. Just to be happy. That's it. That's the answer. I don't know. That's what I usually get is I don't yeah. know. I have to think about that. Yeah. yeah. If I ask somebody, what do you not want? They got a whole list for me. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to be, you know, uh, unpopular. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be, they got a whole list of what they don't want. And so I'm going to call the area that we're comfortable in called the problem solving reality. Like as soon as we came out of the womb, we're solving problems Mm. from day one. And from about zero to seven years old, we're probably the most impressionable in our minds in taking input from parents, from extended family, from school, kindergarten, whatever. We, you know, we start getting, call it socialized. Mm-hmm. And we make these decisions about the way it is here. Now, what if as an adult, the five-year-old is still running the subconscious program? Probably. In many cases, that's what's yeah. happening. Yeah, probably. The zero to seven-year-old somewhere in there is actually has made some of the major decisions about love, money, and health as family financial situation, or they grew up around divorce, or maybe they grew up with a marriage that lasted 60, 70 years or something. You know, you don't know, but those inputs have formed this unconscious belief system. Only 5% of our mind is actually conscious. When we wake up in the morning, you'll see that life is a series of decisions, I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to wear these clothes and brush my teeth or not brush my teeth. I'm going to drive or I'm going to take the subway or whatever. You know, I'm going to, this is is what I'm doing. It's one choice after another. Every choice has a consequence. Every choice has an outcome. And when we look back on life, hindsight is always 2020. So we can kind of connect the dots and see how we got into the present moment. And that's a, that's a double-edged sword. It's a good thing and a bad thing because a lot of people will look back and criticize themselves for what they've done to this point. When I suggest to them and say, look, you've created the current reality. You already are a super conscious creator. You're just creating unconsciously in most situations. So you're allowing the subconscious program, which is 95% of your mind to create the current reality. And so usually one of the first hurdles I have to get through is that the way it is now, whatever you see in your life, like it or don't like it, whatever you see, you created it. Isn't that that, fun? (laughs) Well, sometimes it brings the hairs up on people's back. No, no way did I create that. I would have never created that for myself. Not consciously you didn't create it. Consciously, yes. You didn't choose it consciously. You chose it unconsciously from this program And, you know, it's consists of self-sabotaging thoughts and ideas. They sound like I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. I don't belong. I'm insignificant. And these thoughts come into play and they get embedded in a million different variations. And so I'm here to say you're not broken. There's nothing to fix. And you don't have to sit on the psychiatrist, you know, couch for 10 years to try to go back and uncover everything and forgive stuff and figure out who did what, you know, and, and, and what, what connect all these dots. What we're going to do in the magnetic mind method is we're going to look at the current reality, accept it for what it is. So basically have a contentment around the way it is now, choosing to believe and know based on the quantum physical science that the way it is now, you are responsible for, you created it. So the good news in believing that is from the present moment, if you created everything up to the present moment, guess Mm. what? You get to create what comes next. Can't change the past. You can't change the past, but you can assume the position instead of being in the problem solving reality and trying to keep stuff that you don't want Mm -hmm. away. We're going to switch gears and we're going to take what I'm going to call the creator stance. You're going to take the position of being a creative being. Because that's the truth of who you are. You are a creative being. So, Gunther, let's jump in here with uh, Sally Bell's question, which is, aren't we talking about the law of attraction? And how similar is it to that? 
Yeah, we, we are talking about the law of attraction. I mean, that is a universal law and it really comes down to focus. So, you know, people have watched The Secret and The Law of Attraction and done um, positive affirmations, positive yeah. mental attitude, all that kind of stuff. My question is always, well, how did that work out for you? You know, did you get the results that you were looking for? Did the current reality actually change? Because what I know from my work is that we have an identity structure. That identity structure is mm-hmm. formed by the inputs that we've made decisions and choices about. The identity structure is always congruent with the current reality, meaning it is this unconscious program, Mm -hmm. this unconscious identity. Let's just take, I'm not good enough. So what happens in life, there's three places you can be. You can be either stuck, right? And I'm putting this in the context of the law of attraction. You can be stuck where nothing changes, groundhog day, every day, nothing moves. Second place we can be is something I call oscillating, which feels like three steps forward, two steps back, one step forward, half step back. Like you're making progress, you're moving in the right direction. And then it just feels like something snaps you right back. You're not good enough. Wait a minute. You're not ready. Sabotage. (laughs) That's exactly what's happening. As soon as you start creating that, which you desire, this identity structure comes up and says, Hey, Sandy, you know, you're not good enough to have that or to keep that or to to continue to have that in your space or deserve that or deserve that, or you're not allowed to have that. And it snaps you right back to who you believe you are unconsciously, right? So consciously you want things to be different, but the unconscious program is saying for whatever reason, that's not allowed. And so boom, it comes back where we want to get is into a place of flow. Your professional athletes talk about this, the zone flow state, right? And that's where it feels like thoughts are just turning into things. I desire something and boom, it just shows up. Mm. Circumstances, conditions, people, opportunities. It just feels like flow. Things are moving effortlessly, easily. Life, Life just flows easier. That's the goal. And so law of attraction is about focus. Are you focused on what you don't want? Or are you actually focused on what you do want? Mm. And is it most of the time? If you're flip-flopping back and forth where most of the time you've got some stinking thinking and it's negativity and the the stuff comes up, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not allowed. I don't deserve that. I know everybody else has got that stuff, but it's not for me. So we live in this field of infinite possibilities. This is proven by science. Okay. And I want to take you to an experiment that was done back in 2001 where what they discovered was that the particles, these quantum physical particles, quarks, and they got all kinds of funny names to them, right? The particle does not even exist until the observer intends to see it. Okay. Okay. I got to get that in there. Okay. Yeah. Particle doesn't exist. Yeah. So this subatomic microscopic particle that they accelerate in these accelerators and they do all kinds of experiments to the actual particle, what they found does not even manifest or show up until the observer intends to observe it and work with it. So that is manifestation. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Doctor, hold on. That study I need to see, like, what did they study? Like how, how long? I mean, I need more details. I can get you those details. I, I don't want to complicate it with the science. I just want to say, look, the practical application of that experiment or that yeah, study yeah. or understanding, you know, that's all cool information and it's a mind blower. Yeah. What I want to get everybody listening to is, okay, so what do I do with that? How do, how do yeah. I apply that to my life? That's a nice idea. And yeah, I can watch a YouTube video about it, you know, and there's, there's better people to listen to than me on the actual <laughs> about the science, science of it. Okay. Yeah, about the science. I've looked at the science. I know the science and I, I have discovered how to apply the science Yeah, yeah. in five really practical steps. And, and it, it really, law of attraction means focus on what it is you want and allow this universal field of infinite possibilities to draw to you that yeah. which you want to experience. That's the same as the field collapsing right there, this field and this particle showing up. The reality that we experience does the same thing. It begins to show up. I want you to think about it like you're you're in a holographic movie. If you've ever been in the theater, right? There's the white screen, yeah. the movie yeah. starts. Imagine stepping into the movie and becoming the main character. But not only that, yeah. 
you're the director, you're the producer, you're the script writer, mm. the screenwriter, yeah. you, you created the whole thing. And when you look at your life a little bit, like you're living in a holographic movie, all of the characters, meaning your mom and dad, your mother-in-law, father-in-law, you know, your brother, your sister, like all these people, your employees or your employer or whatever, mm. these are all characters in a script that you wrote, that you're creating. And they're interacting with you to give you what it is you want, what is congruent with your identity. Mm. All right. They're all showing up to play their part. Now we live in a co-created universe. So that means everybody else is also co-creating their reality. Yeah. And, and your realities are just meshing. They're just crossing paths. And so basically you're doing it for them. They're doing it for you. And that's why you're existing in the same time space continuum, which we call reality. Okay. So I've been a big component this my entire life. I didn't know the science. I didn't know why, but ever since I was a little kid in a bad situation, I would always just visualize every day for 15 minutes where I wanted to go. Perfect. I was like, if I can just, I didn't know why, but it just felt right. I'm going to dance. I'm going to use music, words, and laughter. And every day I'm going to just visualize where I can go. And no matter what people said to me, I'm like, I'm getting over there. So when I tell people that they're like, well, you're just able to do that. Some people can't visualize, but what you're talking about right now, I think everyone can visualize, but I hear that all the time. I'm not a dreamer. I'm not an optimist. I live in the here and now. How can we make that leap for some of them? So what you said was essential. You, whatever you did for 15 minutes, you just thought about where you wanted to go or what you, I'm going to say the way you wanted it to be, your, your desired reality. Yeah. And so for people that say they're not a dreamer or they can't visualize, my response to them is, well, you need to start and you need to begin and you need to exercise that imagination muscle because the mind does not know the difference between imagination and reality. Okay. This super conscious aspect of who you truly are. And, you know, people will say, well, how do you know that's true? Look, you've just forgotten this aspect of yourself. You are right now. And this is why I say there's nothing to fix. There's nothing broken. You you already are this. There's not some magic wand that can, you know, bless you on your shoulders and give you this power. You already have the power. What we need to do is reclaim the power. Just knowing that it's possible to experience a different reality through the power of your mindset. That is the secret. That is the law of attraction put together. Mm. But where they, where yeah. they dropped the ball a little bit was um, in my fifth step, which is taking obvious action. A lot of people stepped away from the law of attraction, whatever they learned. They think they could manifest a Ferrari in their garage by sitting on their couch, you know, in lotus position. Yeah, yeah. No. You have to be in momentum. You have to be in action. You have to take obvious action in the direction of what you would love to experience. That's step five, right? But before we get to step five, we have to know what we want. And and step one, I call that having a true choice. So what you just said was for 15 minutes a day, you would imagine and focus on what it is you would love to have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use the word love because it's not just a casual thing. Ah, I'd be kind of cool if I had that. It'd be kind of cool if I had that. Oh, no, no, no. I was very intent. You were, you were intent on it, right? This was, you know, and I can give you some, what I call um, the four core creator stances. They're, they're directional. That's like a compass heading north. It sounds like this, you know, I choose to live my true nature and purpose. So many people in our culture today are having issue with purpose and meaning and fulfillment And life just doesn't feel sometimes worth living and it's kind of mediocre and mundane. And yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple spikes of happiness and, you know, excitement and stuff like that. But basically it's, it's not what I want. You know, this is not the experience I was looking for. So choosing to live your true nature and purpose and become connected to that and developing this relationship with your superconscious so that superconscious becomes responsive to your desire. You see, when you never access it and you never try to tap into it, then you just don't have a connection. Yeah. With it. Yeah. But if you were to choose that for 15 minutes a day, I'm going to get clear on what I want. Another one that I use all the time is I choose to live the life that I love. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people tell me, well, that sounds cool. I'm like, okay, so what would you be doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What would you be doing or being 
who would you be with? What would you be doing in this life that you love? Yeah. Yeah. What's the ingredients? Like if I was going to bake a chocolate cake, I know I need flour, I need sugar. I need, I need the, I've never baked the chocolate cake, so I don't know what goes in it, but there's some ingredients. <laughs> yeah. There's some ingredients that go in a cake. And if I don't have all the ingredients, guess what? The cake's going to suck. It's not going to taste very good. If I don't follow instructions, I don't do it mm-hmm. right. The cake's not going to turn out good. Same thing with our life. If we don't know what the life we love includes, not what it doesn't include, that's knowing what we don't want. Yeah. yeah. We have to fill the void with a clear picture of what we do want. And focusing on that is this attractive law. Okay. And I, I yeah. view it like if you looked into the sky at night, which I don't know if you can do that on the East Coast and actually see the stars. We can. <laughs> You know, you see the stars, there's billions of them, trillions of them, right? Imagine each one of those stars being a possibility. This is what I mean by an infinite field of possibilities, right? When you look at the stars, you get that impression. And your true choice, this desire, this place you just want to be, the thing you would just love to experience is a true choice, true end result, true desire is one of those stars. And you identify, it's like, that's what I want. By focusing on that one thing, you are drawing that possibility into your present moment. You don't need to know how it's going to show up. You just need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt what you want. And this is in the bucket of money, in the bucket of love, in the bucket of health. What do you want? A true directional choice in health, because we've had two years of being concerned about our health. I choose optimal health and vitality. It's not the focus of, I don't want to get sick. <laughs> yes. I don't want to get the virus. I don't want this. I don't want to get, I don't want to die. Okay. Like that is the problem solving yeah. reality. And that is focusing on what you don't want to happen. Guess what grows when you focus on what you don't want to happen. You attract that which you don't want. Yeah. So God, let, let's stop there just a second, because a lot of the people that have written in to me, they're really far from it. Do you know what I mean? They're in the trenches. Yes. And I think when you were talking about the one in the middle where you're like, I get a little close. I don't. Yes. That's, that's easier because you can see some glimpses of it. A lot of the people that have written in to me in the last six months, they go, Sandy, I get it, but I just don't know how to get myself there. Because they're so in that space of not having money, anxiety, stress, fearful, and you know they're not showing up like I'm happening to life. You know, life is happening to them. And even though there is some hope in there, they can't help thinking that all this stuff going on in the world is affecting them, and they have nothing to do with it. And I hear it day after day. It's totally valid position because when you don't know what you don't know, what else are you going to know? Right. If you if you don't, <laughs> I mean, just oh, that. God, well, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Okay, go ahead, God. Right. But <laughs> if if you begin to expose yourself to the possibility that living a life that you love is actually possible, not only possible but possible for you. Yeah. And what that person that wrote in said was doing it on your own. I'm going to share with the audience here that this is one of these places where in the beginning, you might need a little bit of help and doing it on your own is not a good strategy. I mean, look at anybody that's been successful in life, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Oprah Winfrey. I mean, uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, all the people that we celebritize in our world. Yeah. All those people, they have coaches, they have people speaking into their lives. Okay. Like, you know, my, my son is a professional ballet dancer and he, you know, he didn't just learn to dance on his own. He had mm, coaches, instructors, teachers, like, and a lot level, of work, level lot of work teachers, you know, and now he made it to that level. That's awesome. By the way, it's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, he dances in Europe and stuff and he's, he's, he's having time of his life and it's really cool. Except COVID uh, kind of bummed it out a little bit, but yeah. you know, I coach him on maintaining a mindset that focuses on that infinite field of possibilities. Mm -hmm. And I just always asking the question, so what do you want? What, what would you love to experience? 
And when we actually just can crystallize and know and exercise our imagination and for the people that say they can't visualize, they can't see anything in their mind, my advice to you is to practice. May not happen the first day or the second day or the 10th day, even if you work on it for a month, keep doing it because it will be worthwhile. Your imagination is the most powerful thing that you Mm. possess. This is the mind that is connected to the infinite field of possibilities. You need to begin to build a relationship with it. Okay. All of your professional athletes, Olympic superstars, they spend half their time imagining themselves winning. Okay. Just think of that for a second. Half of their time is not on the track. It's not in the pool. It's not jumping over things and stuff like that. It's right here. You see them before they do their event. They've got headphones on. They are in some kind of zone space before they have to, they are reinforcing the fact that they are winners that this is going to turn out the way I desire it to turn out. And that's when they beat somebody by one one hundredth of a second and set a new world record or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They've already been there when they stand on the medal podium and they're receiving the gold medal. They have visualized that 10,000 times before. I know. Isn't that great? Right. Hey, I have an idea. We can give those who are having trouble with it the imagination boxes that I work with, with kids, they actually stand in the box. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I'm like, that's the imagination room. Maybe we should just do that as adults, have an area we go in in our imagination room. We always say kids have a lot to teach us. I mean, observe a three-year-old, observe a four-year-old or a five-year-old, how they move through the world. There's not all of this restriction and resistance. You know, they touch everything. They put stuff into their mouth. They're figuring out what it's like here. They are just in the present moment. Yeah. And they express their desire very instantaneously about whether it's this is what I want, this is what I don't want. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you. I love it. But as adults now, we've been trained that we're not allowed to do that. You can't throw a temper tantrum anytime you want to get what I want. Right. I want to raise at work. I can't go in stomping around, you know, and banging on the table to get my raise at work. But we can we can start to imagine abundance. We can begin to imagine what life would be like. And I'm going to give your listeners a quick way to experience abundance right now. I want everybody to breathe for a second. Just breathe in, breathe out, focus on your breath just for a moment. And I want you to notice that you are not concerned about whether there's going to be enough air or not for you to breathe. Have you ever woken up in the morning, wonder if there was going to be enough air to breathe today? It might be crappy air. You know, it might be good air, but there's always enough for you to breathe unless somebody's drowning you or putting you in a box somewhere. Or you have a mask on. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) or you have a mask on. Okay, bad analogy in the last two years. but (laughs) Okay, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But generally, sitting around, right? If you're focused on your breath, you've never really been conscious of, is there going to be enough air today? Yeah. Well, what if money was like air? And what if there was always more than enough money to do the things that you would love to do. Which there is. There's an infinite supply of money. Doesn't mean that it's in your bank account right now. Yeah. Right? And, so and actually, that's where they have the block, right? Though, when you're talking yeah. about blocks, like as far as the health, the love, the money. Hey, so could you, you ever see those people that go, oh God, they're great at relationships, right? And they're really healthy, but they suck at making money. Yes. So does that mean that's where their block is or vice versa? They make yeah, lots of money, but they suck at relationships. There is a resistance or a block in the subconscious identity structure that prevents you from having that which you want in that bucket. There's something that happened. And again, we don't need to go to the psychiatrist to figure this yeah. out. Okay. We just need to choose the way we would love it to be. Okay. So- I do this, but I don't know if you ever heard of it. As far as abundance, if you are not feeling abundant with money, think about all the other abundant things you have in your life to try to get you into that mindset of abundance. Like if you can't get there because you're really down in your luck financially. Let, let's or talk I remember about, it. To, yeah. Let's talk about money just for one second. If you could organize a month in which you spent $5 less than you made. You have more than enough, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it it is possible to have more than enough on the money income that you make right now in the current reality. And the reason I share that is only to exercise the imagination. Gotcha. To imagine what it would feel like 
to have more than enough. Instead of focusing on not having enough month in, month out, paycheck to paycheck or whatever it might be, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. And you keep running that in. I need to make more money. I need to make more money. That's what's filling your consciousness. That's what's informing the field. That's what's informing your super conscious. I don't have enough money for the month. Yeah. And guess what stays congruent in the reality? You don't have enough money for the month. That's what happens. You're, you're recreating the same scenario over and over by focusing on not being, not having enough. Versus if you would flip it over here now and begin to exercise that imaginative power that you have and just get into any small place that you can find where you can touch the feeling of being enough, because here's the secret. We need to be it now in order to see yeah. it. We yeah. need to be it now. Many people say, well, when I have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah. I'll feel better. I'll feel better. Yeah. No, the trick to manifestation and creation is you need to find a way to feel better. Now, this is why happiness leads to success in every area of life. And it's not the other way around. Again, scientifically proven success does not lead to happiness. Happiness leads to success. And happiness is just the experience of positive emotions. Yeah. Everybody's got a yeah. different nebulous yeah. idea of what happiness yeah. is, but you know, it, it's feelings like gratitude and arousal and, you know, pleasant feelings. It's just positive emotions. We would describe ourselves to feel happy, right? Yeah. It is that that leads to success in loving, intimate relationships. It is that that leads to success in creating abundant cash flow. It is that that leads to success in creating optimal health. I need to bring you to my family and friends because they make fun of me because they're like, why are you so joyful? You have nothing to be joyful at this moment. And they call it, everyone calls, oh God, she's going to Sandy's world. Sandy's world. It's not a bad place. It's a good place. I like Sandy's. (laughs) Like they'll try to sit there and like, don't watch the news. I know what's going on in the world, but I really don't dwell on it. Like I couldn't tell you details because I said, you don't want me to do that. You count on me for this energy. If I'm there- I can't be there. And they're like, oh yeah, do you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, it's Sandy's world. But I don't think they realize how important that Sandy's world is in their space. Because otherwise I'm coming in the pool with them. That's right. I I use the analogy of crabs in a bucket. Have you ever seen how crabs behave? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one One tries to climb out. The other ones try to pull them back, pull them down. You're right. I never thought about that. You're right. And this is why, you know, in the personal development movement, you've, you've heard it said, you know, you're, you're the average of the five people you hang out with most. Yeah. Yeah. That mental focus, that worldview is defining your reality. Yeah, that's good. Sandy's world. <laughs> and so if you don't get back to Sandy's world on a regular basis, you're yeah. going to wind up living in their world. And their no. world is not what you want. No. So, but you can't focus and saying, oh, I don't want to live in their world. I'm not going to live in their world. I'm not going to live in the world. It's no, I know where I'm going. I'm going yeah. to Sandy's world. Yeah. And Sandy's world, yeah. it feels like this and it looks like this yeah. and it smells like this. And, you know, there's all the things that are in Sandy's world. And that creates the emotion of happiness, of joy, of gratitude, right? Of a loving feeling that is in your body and your being, and it informs your cellular structure in your body. This stuff, you know, metastasize, just like cancer metastasizes through a body, positive emotions metastasize through the body. I call it priming, mental priming. The more that Mm. you can do to get your mind primed for positivity, Yeah. You know, Gunther, I am so happy that you're doing this work because there's so many people, so many, many people you're going to reach because you have the science behind it. Because there's a, I mean, some people are like me. I just feel it innately. I've known things my whole life, but I can't prove it. But I feel I could help a lot more people, at least if I could point them in the right direction Mm -hmm. of why this makes sense. And I'm not just, you know, a wing nut. Right. But I want to know what got you into this. I mean, let's talk a little bit because we're running out of time. Like I haven't even talked about your journey because I know you said you're into all these other businesses, a venture capitalist. I love it. You'll never get bored. I get it. Mm-hmm. But how did you make this shift over? So the, the road to success is paved with failure. 
Okay. <laughs> so that's a reality you see, but most people are failure adverse. They don't want to experience a negative thing like failure, but it's in failure that you learn everything that you know later on in life. I just, okay. I, I don't say failure, like, cause I, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I go, yeah, that didn't work out the way I wanted it. <laughs> exactly. It didn't work out the way it I wanted out. I coach a lot of entrepreneurs today with this idea, begin with the end in mind. What do you want your business to look like when it's finished? Yeah. Right. Because most of us, I've started several business, bought and sold businesses, done stuff. Right. And I look back on my life and I'm like, okay, that was the critical error. That's what I wasn't clear about because I built the business. It was a successful business, but it dominated my life. Like it, it, it got into my field, not in the way that I wanted it. And it affects relationships and it affects different things. Being crystal clear as to why you're starting a business, why you're getting into business. And if, if the thought is this, I counsel people all the time on this. I got to, st- I'm starting a business of my own because I can't make enough money at my job and I hate my boss and I'm going to start my own business so that I can finally be financially free. Yeah. The true choice. <laughs> the true choice is not starting the business. The true choice is to yeah. be financially free. Yeah. The true choice is to have abundance, right? And so if you focus on building the business, thinking that it's going to get you this happiness or this freedom or all that. It's not the way it works. You need to focus on the thing that you want and allow the universe to create the way in which that extra income or the level of income or the abundance that you seek and desire, it will show up. Maybe it'll be in a W-2 position at a job somewhere, a different job shows up and you're making three times what you were making before and you love your work and it's fulfilling and it's meaningful. See, that's possible. The possibility of you starting your own business and being an entrepreneur, look, only 5% of the population is really entrepreneurial. We, oh, here we go. Yeah. We, we are the wing nuts. We're the strange ones. Yeah. You know, yeah. the Steve Jobs of the world and the entrepreneurs and stuff like that, they, they're strange being. And one of the best examples of manifestation is Steve Jobs standing on stage and he said a thousand songs in your pocket when the iPod came out. He held this yeah. thing up. He said, a thousand songs in your pocket. That was his vision. He didn't know exactly how it was going to come together. Now, of course, he had a team of smart people, engineers, designers, yeah. Yeah. all this kind of yeah. stuff. But he was the visionary. He said, I want you to have the experience of having a thousand songs in your pocket. Because at that time, we were carrying around cassette tapes and CDs and Walkmans and Discmans and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. this really cool looking device, a thousand songs in your huh. pocket. So the journey, I'll tell you what happened to me last. I had built a company. I, built I was a- wondering, what are we getting back to? Go yeah, to. that's where we're getting back to. We're- I built a $20 million a year company in about three years. I was loving what I was doing. I was transforming tens of thousands of people's lives. I was working with medical professionals in the area of hormone optimization, nutritional optimization, stuff like that. Trained hundreds of medical professionals on how to do what I call hormone therapy correctly. Oh, And really had great results. It's still going on today, but I had a contract with the company that I was working with and they vaporized my contract literally in a 90 second phone call. I was making too much money and they didn't like that. Damn. So they cut it out. There was about four or five of us that were doing it and whacked all of us. And literally I got a 90 second phone call on December 19th, just before Christmas. Yeah. And uh, start the new year. Yeah. And, and again, it was not just the money because I was making you know, close to seven figures a year on that deal. Life was great financially and everything. Life was good socially and everything like that. Loved who I was working with every day. And uh, to take a hit like that, I mean, I literally broke out into a cold sweat. You know, it was like a nuclear explosion went off in my life. A big, you know, WTF. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. am I going to do now? And I, at that point in my life, I didn't know what I know today. And so I was able to take like a year off and just explore. And I explored all kinds of things like, what do I really want to do? What's next for me? Mm-hmm. What am I going to love? What am I going to enjoy? Now, this happened to me previously in the solar industry. I was selling about $4 million a month worth of solar panels all across the United States. It was a Spanish company. They had this little thing called the sovereign debt crisis over in Europe. They had all private credit lines, privately held company. Their credit lines got wiped out like overnight. We had a plant in Romania, a plant in Tijuana. We were great. We were the number one power producing solar module in the world. Mm. And I loved selling it. Like I had great relationships with all these solar installers and they were my friends and it was all great. 
And boom, I was like the last guy standing selling the excess inventory and boom, the lights went out. And that's mm. when I moved into the medical field. Gotcha. I got invited. So I have had probably six or seven events in my life like that, where I've had to reinvent, redesign. And then when that last one happened, and that's oscillating, okay, that I found myself in that yeah. oscillating yeah. space. I had created something that I just loved, but I was not allowed to hold on to it. I was not good enough to sustain it. Mm. Okay. I wasn't worthy of just reaping the rewards of my hard work. I was not allowed to do that. There's mm. in my, in my unconscious program, there was something about, I have to keep working at this level in order to maintain, you know, is this, I yeah, got to maintain, I got to maintain. I gotta maintain. Yeah. And that's where you get tired after five years of working at that level or whatever. And you want to coast a little bit. So the yep. conscious mind said, I want to coast a little bit. I want to take it out of gear a little bit, you know, and just enjoy my life. And the unconscious mind said, you're not allowed to do that. And so the thing vaporized, just went away Yeah, and right back. Okay. Got to do it over. I got to start over again. I'm told, I totally know I'm capable of creating anything that I want to create. My trick was how do I keep it? How do I sustain it? And so yeah. then I went on a journey, a deeper journey, a path. I mean, I, I've spent several hundred thousand dollars in the personal development space over three decades. I do some training also for some of the top names out there that you would recognize. And um, I love it. I love doing it. I love learning it. And when I came across the magnetic mind method of these five steps, I was like, that's it. That is what people need to know and understand mm. actually transform their life. Five steps, have a true choice, get into the emotion of what it feels like, get into the emotion of what it is now to create the structural tension in the brain, do a recode. And this is where you kind of need a coach, okay? To get the feel of this, to understand what it feels like to remove resistance. I'm not talking about going to the psychiatrist, okay? That's not it. It's... Letting go of resistance feels like having a whole bunch of hot air balloons in your hand, like when you were a kid and you had them strapped around your wrist because you didn't want to lose them, mm. consciously just letting them go. And all this resistance just flies into the air and just leaves your body. That's what a magnetic mind recode feels like. It feels like a lightning, like an unburdening, like the possibility of that what you want feels more possible now. And then the fifth step is to take obvious action. And when you build this relationship with your superconscious, and again, I suggest it takes about a year to do this. It takes about a year to yeah. master this. This is yeah. not, I know we live in a microwave generation yeah. and we want instantaneous results. I have not found a way to create it instantly. Okay. But it's worth doing to learn this tactic, to learn this process, to understand how your mind works. You obviously learned it in some natural way like that that ability for 15 minutes a day to powerfully visualize that which you wanted and you created Sandy's world. And it's a place that you can go to anytime mm. you create things out of that place. You are doing it. You may not know the terminology or the yeah. science or yeah. all that kind of stuff, yeah. but, but on one level, you are definitely doing that already. And yeah. so everybody listening right now, the ones that email you in and say, well, I just can't do this. And I don't know how to do it. I'm here to tell you, look, you don't have to be spiritual to do this. You don't have to be a good meditator to do this. You, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. I mean, That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Well, because everybody thinks they got to, you know, they, they believe that their mind is going to be focused on day one. I'm here to tell you, it's not, it's never yeah. going to be hundred percent focused yeah. ever. Okay. Yeah. Your mind goes in different directions. What you have to develop in your own mind is the ability to just notice it and bring it back. Notice yeah. that it went away, bring it back. Notice that it went away, yeah. bring it back. I don't care if you got to do it a hundred times in 30 minutes. It's yeah. totally natural. It's totally normal. You're not broken. Okay. Yeah. But if you want to transform and change the results and the experience that you're having in your day-to-day -day life, this is the only way that I know to get real, authentic, genuine results and look, time goes by fast. A year is like nothing. And maybe you get it done in six months. Maybe you get it done in three months. I don't know. But I always <laughs> allow some time, you know. Yeah. The other, the other idea I always like to implant in people, you know, as soon as possible. Even, <laughs> yeah. our, even our goal setting programs, you know, have dates on them. And then you set a goal, you put a date on it. These five things have to happen by that date. The date passes by and what? You feel like a loser. You yeah. feel like oh, I'm not good enough. I didn't get it done. So just screw it. Forget it. I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. You know, and just go on to the next thing. 
that's that our goal setting programs, although there's some good pieces of them, they set us up for a negative spiral event. If we just change it to, I want what I want as soon as possible, and I'm committed to creating it and realizing it and Mm. experiencing it and taking obvious action and doing the 15 minutes a day of exercising the imagination and being it now, if only in our imagination, we're being it, we are sending that signal into the field of infinite possibilities, drawing that possibility that we want into our present moment. And what I hear my clients saying after a while, they start noticing the evidences of things shifting in their life. Like yeah. when, when yeah. that possibility moves through your present moment, it then becomes evidence. So yeah. instead of it being a choice, it transitions into an I am statement. It is now who you are, not who you're becoming, but who you are. Present tense, present moment right? And the way we get to that transformation in the present moment is by in our imagination, being it now before it shows up in the real world, we have to experience it in our mind, in our being, in our physiology. And we do that through imagination, a little bit of meditation. And you don't have to be experienced to do this. You just have to, you just have to want to change. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so important that you were saying, you know, <laughs> there's no magic bullet. It's not going to happen overnight. But I like that you emphasize that little bit every single day, you know, yes. it's going to make a huge impact. They don't have to sit on top of a mountain for an hour and meditate. Nope. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong. But with it's it. not the only way you're going to get there. Gunther, I could talk to you for hours and I know my listeners are going to freaking eat this up, but we got to go, man. So we got to do rapid fire and then they got to be able to find you. Sound good? Sounds perfect. All right. Favorite color. My favorite color is uh, most favorite is like a nice royal blue. Favorite food. Favorite food is green chili chicken enchiladas. What is a book that you could recommend you love reading in the last year? Um, A book that I loved reading in the last year, Tiny Habits. It's uh, by BJ Fogg. He's a professor at the Stanford University, and it is actually the prescription on how to create a new tiny habit. So if you're interested in creating that 15 minute a day habit, get that book. Tiny Habits is a formula equals uh, behavior equals motivation times ability times prompt. And that is the secret to creating a new habit in your life. Okay. Science-based. Right. Science based. I mean, this is not my opinion. This is science. I, I love when it's science. <laughs> okay. You know who I watch all the time and I get a kick out of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. In the awesome Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza, Lynn McTaggart. I mean, these are the giants that yeah. this method is actually standing on their shoulders so sometimes when you read one of those books, it's great theory. It's mind-blowing stuff. Like, wow, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. And my only criticism, if I have any to say, is that, okay, so what do I do with that information now? Like, how do I actually yeah. apply it to yeah. my life? Yeah, you're action left, steps. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. left hanging out. So I, I feel like that's where I come in and being like, okay, this is what you actually need to do every day. Yeah, I love that you do that. You take all the stuff out there. And you bring it down so most people can understand it and apply it, which is yeah. great. All right. What would your favorite day look like? What would you do from morning to night? You could do anything or be anywhere. So my favorite day, I view it in terms of my average perfect week. So I'll pick one of the days in my week, which is where okay. I go. And this is a great con- average perfect week. What are the contents? What's the ingredients of your average perfect week? Think about it. Get out a sheet, write it down. What, what would make your, this is a great question. So I like wake up and waking up in the morning. I like that limbic space where I'm just kind of dreaming a little bit. I'm kind of in and out. Then I get up, I do my thing. Maybe I have a cup of coffee and then I do a little bit of reading in the morning and I do my morning ritual. And if you go to my website, you can download the morning ritual. Okay. That that's a, be a good place to start. It gives you ideas, not that you have to do everything, but you get some ideas as to how to start your day because starting your day properly is a key ingredient to how the rest of the day is going to go. And that's where that priming happens. That's where you're setting this level of positivity. So you do that in the morning and then 
you know, I've usually reviewed my day the night before, so I'm not surprised as to what I'm doing mm-hmm. today. And then I always like to have, you know, some exercise in there. I'm a kite surfer. I'm about 15 minutes away from a nice uh, lake. I get a boat that I go out on, go water skiing sometimes, you know, mm. for a couple of hours or something, go do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of biohacking. So, you know, there's usually about one to two hours a day. Not that I'm actually working out in those days. It takes me a little time to get there. It takes me a little time to come back, but I schedule it. Like this is important. It's usually about three days a week that I do something like that, or I go for a walk at night, or you know, there's something about moving my body. Have to move the body. Body was designed to move, not sit behind a desk all day. Okay. Most of us into our digital devices and we don't really move. And it doesn't mean you have to be a gym rat either. It doesn't mean you have to work out at this extreme level to get results. You don't. But that's my whole medical field. We don't have time to talk yeah, about that. I'm just okay. And then there's time for relaxation. I've owned gyms my entire life. That's why I'm laughing. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> there's time for relationship. There's yeah. time for eating some good food, nutrifying the body, you know, and then there's time scheduled in there to work. I, I really feel like that productive work happens about four hours a day. Okay. Like when you're, yeah. when you're really focused, you're targeted yeah. and you're actually getting work done. I mean, moving papers and files around your desk or straightening out the pencil sharpener, that's not work. I'm talking about work that is productive work that's moving the ball forward, that's changing a business situation or doing whatever it is you have to do to generate your income. So, and and at the end of a day like that, I feel good. I feel accomplished. I feel like I've had variety. I feel like they, you know, I've, I've had quote unquote, this me time, you know, taking care of my body and then sleeping well at night is a huge thing. I know 60% of Americans do not sleep well. And they don't sleep through the night. The circadian rhythm is so important. If you're not sleeping well, you really need to get that figured out. Um, could be the habits that you have before you go to bed at night with uh, digital interference and all that kind of stuff. You know, quieting down that mind might need some neurotransmitter help to slow that thinking down. But getting a good six to eight hours a night is critical. It's when your body heals itself. It's when the regenerative processes are happening in the body. So, you know, getting good sleep is, is very important. And having a yeah. ritual around, hey, it's time to rest. It is time to sleep mm. deeply. You know, whether yeah. you dream or don't dream, yeah. it doesn't really matter, but it's sleep. And there's devices out there, you know, that can help with that. Uh, all kinds of new inventions coming up. You know, I, I can share that. We may we need to do another show on that. Yeah, you're going to, we're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I forgot to ask you one question. What? This is a big question. Two more. And then we got to go is if you could be an animal, what would you be and why? Got to make sure we get that in there. It's, it's in the bird family. I had a skipper one time. I was a commercial fisherman up in Alaska. And he says, if I come back in my next life, I'm going to be a seagull because you get to eat for free and crap all over everybody. <laughs> I've never heard anyone want to be a seagull. <laughs> Nobody. But I'm thinking more like eagle or a hawk. Or yeah. I, I love yeah. I love flying. I think I'd come back as you know one of one of the eagle birds. And okay. uh, I love having a great view. I love being able to fly and very freeing. Very freeing. Yeah, freedom being my. Yeah. You know, I love leaving the ground. Yeah. Okay. When I say the word universe, what's it mean to you? Well, the universe to me is just that. Is, is the field, is that infinite field in which everything and anything is connected. Like this is the realization that we need to come back. You're, you're not a lone ranger. You're an individuation of this field. I like to use the analogy sometimes, like if you take a drop of water out of the ocean, does it still have the essence of the ocean? Okay, so if you're in a universal field, you're in this infinite universal connected field, you're an individuation or an aspect of that field. Yes, there's an individualism about you, but you have the essence of the field, you have the connection to that field. And the problem is that in our life, we forget that. We forget that and we're not really taught that. And even, you know, the great religious faiths of the world, they try to teach that. And sometimes just, you know, the student needs the teacher that can get through to them and teach them things. You know what I mean? There's a right match between a student and a teacher. Not every teacher is everybody's teacher and not every student belongs to that teacher. Right. So we each have our, we each have our own grid and we have to seek out through our worldview that which resonates with us. And it's a learning to listen to this gut, the, the gut actual gut is your second brain. 
this brain and this brain are connected through the vagus nerve. There is a connection. So when you have that gut feeling, pay attention to it. Mm. It's real. Okay. And let it, let it play a role in guiding your decisions and your choices. Amen. Yeah. All right, Gunther, we got to wrap up. So before we go, where can they find you? All right. It's one place. Dreamlifemasters.com. Dreamlifemasters with an S.com because creating your dream life requires a level of mastery. So there is a learning process. Dreamlifemasters.com. There's some resources on there that you can check out. Uh, I think you watched the videos that I've had on there. Yeah, I love them. I love them. Yeah, I really just explain this on a little deeper level. There's a webinar you can join that I do on a pretty regular basis. And the morning ritual you can download there. And then if anybody wants to experience a recode session, like going through the five steps, Mm -hmm. I have a special deal on there for podcast listeners because we've already spent an hour or so talking about this. I don't have to start from scratch, but... We can jump on a Zoom call for an hour and a half. I'll figure out, you know, where you are, what's going on, what do you want? And we'll go through the five steps and you can have a real life recode experience that I can guide you through. And I think on there, it's only like 109 bucks to do that. But I spend like an hour and a half with you. Ooh. And you'll you'll enjoy it. Yeah, that sounds like (laughs) fun. Yeah. All right, my let's keep it real people. I know you're going to say Gunther kept it real. You're going to love this. Please, please. If there's somebody you know could use this and can inspire, pass it on, like rate it. It really means a lot to us. And you know what I'm going to say until next time. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.